The Mall of America was a crazy place to work. I met a lot of famous people. I met Warren Moon. I met MC Hammer. I met Carlos Santana. And only one of those guys was a dick. And I'm going to tell you all about it. What's up? My name is JC, and this is Life in Times of a Native Son, episode number three. It's uh, the day after Thanksgiving, um, November 27th, 2020. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, Ate a lot of turkey, and um, we actually ended up having some... some, potatoes cheesy potatoes i love that them cheesy potatoes Uh, i woke up and uh had full intention on drinking um heavily and i ended up having mm, a whiskey seven and a half a whiskey seven and a half and uh, only one glass of wine so for Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving of the past, that is, I guess, not a lot. Um, but anyways, it is what it is. I didn't feel like it. And uh, now um, we're onward and looking towards Christmas. Um, today, though, is Black Friday. Uh, feels like every Friday this year has been a Black Friday, but... This is the Black Friday, um, a big day for a lot of people. I don't, I don't know um, if a lot of people are going shopping outside or, or not. Whether you are, um, we probably will not. Uh, but um, go, go, I used to Black Friday. So actually, let me think about this. So this will be only. In the last, so from 1992-3 till three years ago, I worked every Black Friday. Every Black Friday until um, 2017. So what what is that? 92 to 2017. So I worked every Black Friday. And um, the Mall of America Black Fridays were crazy um there was like especially in the beginning you know when i worked at the mall black fridays were in the i guess the early or early mid 90s to the basically up until about september till september 11th the mall of america was nuts on black friday it took a while after september 11th for things to come back but i don't think they ever really got there but it got, you know, somewhat normal. Uh, but I remember, you know, it would get so busy on Black Friday. The mall would, like, shake. Like, you could physically feel the Mall of America shaking. And um, for people that worked there, you're used to it. But you'd see, like, mall noobs. You know, those, those people that hadn't been to the Mall of America before or 
um, you know, were there for the weekend. A lot of times you'd see that. You'd see, like, people from all over come and spend the weekend at the Mall of America. And especially, like, on Black Friday back then, there'd be, like, mass trips. Like, people from Finland, people from, you know, uh, Japan, Germany, they would fly, like, they had these deals where they just fly them all out and you'd have like all of these people from other countries coming there um but uh we would we used to do like potlucks on black friday in the because you didn't want to leave the store because it was so busy it was just crazy but yeah mall of america was cool um I uh, started working at the mall. The the first place I ever applied to work for was Sam Goody. Um, So that was like, that's part of the Musicland Corporation. So Sam Goody, Musicland, On Cue, Media Play, and Suncoast Motion Picture Company. All of those were under like the um, Musicland umbrella. And that was like... If you've ever seen the movie Empire Records, mm, it's, I want to say that they had like a pretty, a pretty good idea about the types of people that worked at, um, at a, at a music store. And it was a lot like that. Like where I worked, we had the, so Mall of America, Sam Goody was really big and they had like a classical room. They had their like main room and then they had like their video department you know this is like vhs days and um you know the people that were in the classical side were exactly you know i guess what you would think they would be kind of older or um, i don't want to say nerdy but yeah they were nerds over there that was like the nerds at the um sam goody classical and then in the middle was like the basically the freaking stoners the uh, hip whatever the um the the hippie people and then uh like we had a pretty cool like little mex or like latino section so there was a, a dude named juan worked in the latino section he was part of my crew um it was me my buddy schwab my buddy stockland worked there for a little while and uh I had like this lesbian friend who was there that was pretty cool. My friend Fritz worked there. Um, and uh, you just see like all kinds of people. Like that, I, Tevin Campbell, I met Tevin Campbell there and I actually felt sorry for him because we had a party and my friend Schwab invited him to my party. And it was, you know, we're like, yeah, whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go or whatever. Um, and he called my my apartment. Then I answered the phone and he's like, yeah, is Reed there or whatever. And he's like so soft. And um, but yeah, he's like, he could. I was like, no, he's not here right now. But is this Tevin? And he's like, yeah, I can't come to your, your party tonight. I was like, man, and I'm not hung up the phone I was like Tevin Campbell can't come to our party but some crazy girl saw that him 
my my buddy give Kevin Campbell our phone number. She was like, she was calling like every 15 minutes asking if Tevin Campbell was at our house. So strange. What a little weirdo. But I felt bad for Tevin Campbell because he didn't seem, I don't know, a little detached. Uh, and then uh, I met Carlos Santana there. And I was helping him. And this is how crazy I was and how young I was. I was helping him for like 45 minutes and I didn't know who it was. I remember he was wearing like these loafers that had like Africa on them. He was hanging out with uh, two brothers and um, he was, one thing is he was buying Cypress Hill. He was buying Metallica. He bought some Tex-Mex stuff and uh, some, uh, I don't know, some like regular poppy stuff. And they had like Ace of Base had just came out. And there was that one um, where a bunch of like country artists redid uh, Eagle songs, something strings or whatever. But he had that. And then he asked for something. And I went and back because we didn't have it on the floor. He asked for, I don't know, some music that we didn't have. So I went into the back and one of the like boss or the manager ladies who comes in back and she goes, oh my God, do you know who you're helping? And I was like, mm, no. She goes, that's Carlos Santana. And I was like, okay, cool. Anyways, I got his autograph actually. And I didn't... You, at the Mall of America, you see a lot of a lot of famous people. And I never wanted to be that guy who is always asking people for autographs. I asked three people in the 15 plus years that I worked at the Mall of America for their autograph. Carlos Santana. You know, the, you, everybody knows who he is. Trent Tucker. He used to play for the U of M. And then played for the New York Knicks and the Chicago Bulls. And he hit a, a really big shot to win, to help win the, pretty much wrap up that um, NBA championship when the Bulls played the Phoenix Suns. I want to say that was in, I don't know, 93 or whatever it was. But anyways, he hit the, he hit a really big shot then. Um, and the other one was MC Hammer. And... I can tell you one thing about MC Hammer that you probably wouldn't think, but MC Hammer was a dick. And he came in to where I was working and he like all MC Hammered up. He had like suit on, like a really nice suit, you know, in some shiny shoes and he's wearing those sunglasses he always wore and he had this big old bodyguard with him wearing a freaking suit too and shiny shoes and his sunglasses I mean you'd have to be you'd have, I don't know you'd have to know nothing about culture pop culture to not know who he was and to and I said oh my god he's like one of the dudes that I was working with was like, that's MC Hammer. I have got to get his autograph. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And I went over and I said, hey, uh, can I get your autograph? And he's like, no, nah, I don't sign autographs. And I was like, well, okay, okay, cool. And he walks about five feet away, 
six feet away and some girl comes up and asks him for an autograph and he gave gave her an autograph so yeah I, I don't I never never wanted to buy anything MC Hammer after that I mean come on seriously trying to be a gangster to MC Hammer with your pumps in a bump album come on yeah everybody knew you weren't a gangster just give it up um so yeah that was the three people that i asked for autographs and a lot of famous people came to the mall of america um i saw robocop like full robocop like in the suit and like making you know when he walked and everything and I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool, RoboCop. And he was like, he had to have a helper with him. Um, and he was there because Planet Hollywood was opening at the Mall of America. And they had like this big like red carpet thing. And um, they closed like the third and fourth floor on the south side, which is where the, the south side food court was. And then on the fourth floor is where the movie theater was. They had closed all of that off for this like red carpet event. And Bruce Willis's band played. I seen that. Um, seen Wesley Snipes when that was going on. I don't know. There was a lot of people at that for that specific event that I saw. Um, I saw um, um, Steven Spielberg, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, when they were filming jingle all the way they filmed jingle all the well i was working at the mall of america they filmed jingle all the way you know the arnold schwarzenegger one where turbo man where he was getting turbo man for his kid um they were so if you've seen that movie and you see the part where the ball is like bouncing around and him and sinbad are running around trying to get that little ball i was chances are i was working that day and when you see in him like bounce around with the ball, there's a part where it like bounces on a piano and all of that. That was literally like 20 feet from from my store where that happened. Well, I, okay, all right, I'm getting a little out of hand here. It's probably like 50, 50 feet maybe from my store. So I was like there when they were filming it in that part with the piano. They shot it over and over and over again. And I saw Arnold, Arnold then um so yeah if you've seen jingle all the way um chances are i mean i would say there's like a hunt 99.9999999% chance that when you're watching jingle all the way there's a scene on that movie where i'm like literally behind the wall anyways they never offer i don't get like royalties or anything for it um although maybe maybe i should um the other one was mighty ducks 2 they were filming i was there the day that they're filming like they were like rollerblading through camp snoopy and so i remember that and that one that one was even crazier because they had like a lot of like trucks out front with all of their crap and filming equipment and all of that out there so that one was crazy uh i met boys to men at the Mall of America, and I remember, I was like, boys to men, I was like, I wonder if that dude's voice is really that deep, and uh, there was three of them, it wasn't, one of them, I don't know, there's there's like four guys, or I think there's four guys, there, there used to be four guys, but now I feel like I only see them with three, 
but um three dudes from boys to men where i seen them and uh it was the skinny dude the darker skin skinny dude with the big ears um the little guy with glasses and then that deep voice guy and i was like i want to see if that deep voice guy has deep voice or if he's just pretending and i was like hey so you know is this you guys' first time to the mall and deep voice guys like no we was out here yesterday and i was like oh okay okay cool yep he's got a deep voice um i met new edition and that was another disappointment so new edition was um you know bobby brown michael bivens mike devoe ricky bell uh johnny gill was with them and ralph tresvent and i was like man those guys like when i was a kid new edition cool it now i like that was my that album itself was my jam and then i won some money at the racetrack and billings and um i ended up buying the new edition the can you stand the rain um tape with that money that was i listened to the heck out of that one but anyways they were like you know screw backstreet boys screw new kids on the block new edition like sing and dance circles around those busters so i seen them and i remember like they all came in and johnny gill just sat down and i was like okay cool and the other guys was like grabbing shoes off you know whatever these is tied did and saying the n-word and everything and i was like they're acting like gangsters what is going on and then uh they left and um johnny gill goes thanks man god bless you and he walked out so he was the cool one out of all of them and he was like the the nerd i guess to them but uh yeah um a lot of athletes i met a lot of athletes at the mall of america uh, the, a lot of the minnesota vikings and i guess i'll just close with like one minnesota viking story and then um um wrap it up and uh and hopefully y'all have a great rest of your week um but I was working at uh, Champ Sports. If you know, if you if you ever seen a Champ Sports, Champ Sports is like they got like clothing, and then they have like a we they had hard goods which is like weights and I don't know whatever tennis rackets and crap like that, and then there was the shoe deck. And when I was working there, the shoe deck was where you wanted to be. Rollerblades were like really big and like they did like commission so. Mall of America, you selling rollerblades, you're making bank because they were like. 150 bucks or to 300 dollars for a pair of, ro- of rollerblades but um i was on working the, in the shoe deck during the football season and the play at champs at the mall of america they would give minnesota vikings um and, and i suppose any professional athlete in the twin cities so if you were a timberwolf uh minnesota twin or if you were a minnesota viking um, and you came to Champs uh, on Tuesdays, you got 50% off. So a lot of the Minnesota Vikings would come to um, 
to champs and i got to know a lot of them i got to know a lot of them um like on homeboy handshake you know what i mean where you're like yeah you know i was like homeboy handshake with a lot of those dudes uh I guess like the entire running back core in the mid nineties. So it was like Terry Allen, Amp Lee, Scotty Graham. Um, and then, uh, um, Andrew Jordan was a tight end. I was like down with him. And then, um, Robert Griffin, Orlando Thomas, Randall McDaniel, Eddie McDaniel, Derek Thomas, Derek Tom. I, I always get the two because there's a dude on Kansas city who died and his name was Thomas, and then there was the dude who ended up playing for the Dallas Cowboys, Derek Thomas, and that guy played for the Vikings for a little while, and I knew him, and then Vincey Glenn, and um, Warren Moon, and Chris Carter, forgot that, and Randy Moss, but um, Warren Moon was like, come in and be like, hey, da-da-da, like, uh-uh-uh, and uh, if you rem- if you've ever seen that movie Little Big League, where the little kid's grandpa lets his kid take the Minnesota Twins, well, they were film when they were filming that movie. They filmed it, you know, they filmed a lot of it at the mall at the at the uh, Metrodome, which is where the Twins used to play. Um, the guy who played second base in that movie was, I don't know, he like hardly had any lines. I went back and I watched it and I was like, oh man, you barely were in this movie. Um, but he was this one, uh, black dude who was playing second base for the twins in that movie. And he came in and he's like shopping and he's like being all like high stepping and everything like, oh, I was like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm here to film a movie. You know, I was like, oh, okay. And he's like kind of being a, a dick or whatever, not well, you know, I guess you know what I mean, how you, I guess if you told, if you think this is what, how a Hollywood person would treat somebody, um, that's how he was, he just kind of had attitude, and then, um, I'm helping him, and I look up, and Warren Moon comes in, and I don't know if you've ever seen Warren Moon, it's, uh, the dude is, is big, he's a big dude, and he's, I don't know, he's like, especially then he was like a larger than life dude because everybody knew who warren moon was um and he was cool he was just a cool dude and he came in and uh i said i was helping that dude from the the movie and i said i'll be right i'll be right with you and i go over and warren moon is like oh hey man what's up homeboy handshake and everything and uh, I was like oh, what's going on what's going on and he's like oh, no, da, da, da. And, you know doing all of whatever small ta- talk and he's like what's good and I said I'll, over here and I said but I'll be right with you okay and he's like all right cool take your time but uh that 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 and so I go over back to like Mr. Hollywood and Mr. Hollywood is like is is is, is that who, who who is that and I'm like that's Warren Moon from the Minnesota Vikings and he's like oh my god dude can you introduce me and all of a sudden now all of a sudden dude is all nice and everything and he's like I've got this charity blah 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 and I was like all right yeah cool and so I go back over to Warren Moon I said I don't know I don't want to be you know a dick or anything but I said but that dude he's filming a movie and he wants to would like to meet and he's like oh yeah that's cool and anyways of course he would because he was a cool dude and so i introduced it to him but uh that was cool and those were the types of things that were happening um at the mall of america in the early time because it was like a uh, it was really shiny and new and cool and 
people wanted to be there and especially in the band you would just see people all the time you just see famous people all the time but um there's a lot of stories about that that i'm gonna that i can tell you and i'm gonna tell you but that's all the time i got right now uh i hope you had a great thanksgiving and i hope you have a great week I'm thinking about throwing out some like bonus episodes. My daughter, she thought it would be a cool idea if I did something where driving with dad or whatever, where we just um, driving and talking and doing a podcast. Uh, I tried a little bit of it, but the audio was kind of goofy. So if I can get the audio fixed and um, to where it sounds a little bit better, I'll probably do something like that. But I guess, you know, also, if you have any ideas or any stories you'd like to hear, um, any questions that you might have for me, you can always email me at nativesun71 at outlook.com, or you can follow me on Instagram, nativesun71. Again, peace out. I'm, I'm so glad that you guys spent a little time with me. I appreciate your time. Much love. My name is JC. And this has been Life and Times of a Native Son. Peace. I'm out. Thank <laughs> you.